Hello from Diplomatic Language Services, and welcome to our podcast, Language Matters. We make language accessible to everyday people by discussing features which may not exist in other languages. I'm your host, Molly Sampson. Welcome to the second episode of Language Matters. This is Molly, the Director of Language Programs at DLS. I'm joined today by two native speakers of Mandarin Chinese. First is Christina Hayes. Ni hao, Christina. Ni hao. She's the language training supervisor for African and Asian languages. And I also have Cecilia Go. Ni hao, Cecilia. Ni hao. Uh, and she's the language training coordinator and a Chinese teacher here at DLS. So I think the first question that most people have about Chinese who aren't very familiar with it is how does the character system work? And when I say character system, I mean the written, the writing system. Um, as we all know, Chinese written language is not based on phonetic system. Instead, we have individual characters where some people might think they all look like pictures. Um, some of them are developed from pictures, while most of the characters are actually made by a sound part and uh, a description shape radical. So, can you can you talk about? What you mean by radical? Radicals are basically simpler original characters represent a category of objects. For example, water radical. Uh, you see the three dots, which represent anything about water. You see the water radical in characters such as wet or um, to dip in, um, things like this. You will see the fire radical, which itself is also a character, um, but you will see this fire radical in. You see the fire radicals in like to burn, to cook, to barbecue,、uh, yes. things like that.、Mm -hmm. I see. So that's the you have the basic elements, which mean fire, and then you have some other lines or shapes around that、mm -hmm. particular radical to mean something else. Correct. I see.、Right. I see. And each character is one syllable for, you know, pronunciation-wise.、Um, but people are constantly confused with: is this a character or it's a word? So the most question I got asked by beginner Chinese students is: is this a word? No, this is a character, or this is a two-character word. So, and a great example of we had was、um, triangle. And the、mm. Pentagon.、Mm. So in Chinese triangle we say three side、um, shape, and Pentagon we say five side shape. So instead of creating new words, we just switch out the key element, and and we form new compound words. So a, a triangle and a pentagon will be like a three character word. Right,、like、each character has its own essential meaning. Right, you can also pull out those characters with other words to form another word. So if you pull out the sun three character in triangle and put it with week 星期 so we'll say 星期三 means which means Wednesday. So it's the third day of the week. Right. Yes. I see. I see. But not all characters carry. A original meaning.、Uh, most characters do,、um, but we also have characters that need to stay within a word. For example, the word grape, 葡萄 
if you say poo by itself, there's no meaning. So um, very, very few examples like this in Chinese. Like I actually, it's still a lesson for me to learn, to, to research how we got those very special words. I see, I see. So um, for the, for new words, so for example, computer, a computer is a, a new thing or cars are, I mean, not new, but they're mm -hmm. modern things. How do you account for those when they don't, if you don't have a, do you use a different radical or do you um, have a new system that uses it to show it's a new kind of word or it's a borrowed word? That's a very, that's a very interesting question. Um, so for modern concepts that um, got into Chinese society, a good example, you just, you just made a good example, the word computer, um, we instead of creating new words, we actually use descriptional words to form a new um, name for this new item, right? Uh, we say the calculating machine oh, okay. to, to mean computer. Because originally, computer PCs were for, for calculating machines, mm. right? And uh, we also um, do transliteration words either entirely or partially. For example, we might say the um, location names, uh, Washington, we say Hua Shengdun, um, which is 100% transliteration. So what are, the, do, what are the characters of, I'm not going to say it, but Washington, what are the characters that make up Washington? Um, we tend to choose a set of characters that carries very neutral meaning. Mm. Um, because if we choose the character Hua, Hua, um, Hua means flower. We try to avoid non-characters um, with strong meanings, right? I see. So we choose the word Hua, which is more, just a nice meaning. Um, hua Sheng Dun. Dun doesn't really have any meaning. It just means a pause, right? Um, we also do partial translation. For example, uh, Starbucks. Um, we choose to translate the star, the star part, but keep the box um, we say xing ba ke, star and bug. I see, I see. Another example is internet. So we, yeah. the inter part is transliteration. We say inter, and net, we have a, an actual word for it. So we'll say inter wang. Yes. Yeah. I see, so wang, wang is net. net. Is net. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So for non-native speakers or for when children, even when children are learning Chinese, maybe it's maybe it's different, maybe it's the same. But how do they know how to pronounce the characters? Uh, so because Chinese language, the spoken language and the written language are completely not associated in terms of sounds, right? So children have to remember, have to memorize um, the pronunciation of each character. Okay, so let's relate this to English. Do you have anything equivalent to when children learn to read, you can have a sound, a phonetic system that they can then pair with the characters as they memorize them. So we do have a system called Pinyin in mainland China just to help our kids or um, non-native, like, or people who want to learn the language to start with. But this is not the real language. This is just a phonetic system that it's helps us for people to learn right. the character system. So um, what does pinyin look like? It's made by 26 uh, 
letters. So it's Romanized. Romanized. It's, it's the same alphabet we use in English. Yes. Right. With different order, of course. With our phonetic, um, the vowel, and then we get into the consonants. So it's not like A, B, C, D order. But right. The same, the same letters. And to answer your question, yes, our kids do go to school and learn pinyin first. Um, and then it won't take long, like two, three weeks. But simultaneously, characters are basic characters introduced. are introduced. So for the first like 200, 300 basic characters, they just have to memorize it. And with your vocabulary pool expanded, so they, you might guess, but not 100% right sometimes. Mm -hmm. right. I see. And that's also how non-native speakers would also learn pinyin first along with the paired with the the basic characters correct correct yes but it, you cannot read in pinyin so if someone gave you a whole transcription of pinyin you couldn't really read it you'd have to say it you you can you can read it um because pinyin but it's not a natural thing it's not a natural thing because um each pronunciation even though with the same pronunciation same tone it still might match 10 or 20 characters so if I were given an article in pinyin, it would really I would really slow down and figure out the context and try to um, bring back the characters in order to comprehend it. Mm -hmm. I see, I yeah. see. Um, so one thing related to uh, that is a lot of people ask me how you type in Chinese. Mm. So um, there are different programs uh, input programs. Most people, as far as I know, they use the pinyin system uh, to to type. Right? I see. So um, what happens if I type pu? What happens? I don't see pu. What do I see? You will see uh, a bunch of selections of characters that um, has this that have this pronunciation, um, but probably. Um, with the order of most commonly used characters to the least um, used characters. And then I just select the correct character yeah. once I type. Right? Yeah. I know um, some character input um, tools are based on radicals. Mm. I tried to use that before, but it, it, it takes too long to remember all the components. Like on the keyboard, A might represent more than... 10 or 20 radicals. Mm. So you will need to constantly um, try to visual, visually think about the character you want to type. And then still, you end up um, with multiple options that you still need to select which character to go into it. I see, I see. Um, well, Christina, you mentioned a couple minutes ago uh, tones. So English does not have any tones. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how those work, what that means? How difficult it is for so, English speakers to produce them. Um, so there are four tones together with a neutral tone. Some people will agree, oh, China, Chinese got five tones. Some people say, well, really just four tones with a neutral tone. Um, I would say among all the students we, we know and we taught, um, it seems like there's not a very obvious pattern what kind of student will get the tone more accurate more correct and i always told my students your tones won't get perfect until like you live in china for five or ten years because you can tell for 
people who lived in China when they come back for training or class, their tones are usually better than those who have never been to China. And of course, like music instrument help a lot、mm-hmm. since this is a tonal language. Yeah. Can you give us some examples of the four tones or the five tones, whichever? So, first tone is like high pitch flat one. We go with ah,、uh, that's the first tone flat. Second tone goes from like it's a rising tone. You start with lower pitch and rise the tone, so it goes ah.、Uh. So the third tone is the a little bit twisted. So you go ah,、uh. and the fourth one you start from the higher place and goes down, which is ah.、Uh. Do and is there a fifth one? The fifth one is like a neutral one, like ah,、uh, like really like light. I see, I see. So, can you give us some words that can be confused between the different tones, so, so we can hear it in, in context? So, if we combine the consonant M with ah,、uh, so ma first tone means mom, ma right? That's universal. But if we say with if we put consonant M with Ah, which is the third tone, ma, which means horse, like the riding a horse. Oh, horse. Okay, <laughs> as opposed riding to riding a horse. <laughs> the other word that we won't talk anymore about.、Uh, so, what if you put a a different tone? Are there any more? So, if we put second tone, ma, like could be tingling, tingling or numb. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Keep in mind, even though. When Cecilia saying ma, it could still match multiple characters, which、right. they will carry right, their own meaning.、Right. Yeah. yeah. So can you say that word four times with different tones? Ma 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 ma. Can you tell the difference? Ah,、uh, the last, the first, the two, the end two. I can't really tell the difference. Ma ma. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, I imagine in context, it would be very hard to、mm-hmm. discern. So. Okay, so in speaking of pronunciation tones, a lot of the other questions that we get or have gotten、um, are about dialects or different languages.、Mm-hmm. So a lot of people know that there are two languages, Mandarin and Cantonese. So if you want to start there, what the differences between Cantonese and Mandarin are? They mutually understandable? No,、um, I would say unless someone、um, lived in another community for a long time, it will be. But I mean, if you're、them. a Cantonese speaker and I'm a Mandarin speaker, we will not naturally we we won't be able to understand each other. What if we write to each other? If we write to each other,、um, I think it's communicable、um, for daily level. The the more survival daily level it is,、uh, maybe it's harder to understand because the too many slang words, but. As、um, as soon as it get into news or、um, something formal, then we actually share almost identical grammar and identical. So, if a、system. Cantonese speaker can read a Mandarin newspaper, and a Mandarin speaker can read a Cantonese newspaper. Yes, because I, I would say ninety nine percent is actually the ident the exactly the, the formal language is the、yeah. same. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the other dialects, maybe within Mandarin and within mainland China and some of the other places that you. So I grew up speaking a dialect. So we just so dialect was more spoken、um, outside the school、um, with my parents, with my friends, 
uh, you go to supermarket, we speak the dialects. So we, I picked up uh, Mandarin in school. As we mentioned, started with Pinyin. The reason, one of the reasons is in most of the dialect, there are some sounds we're not aware of. For example, for my dialect, we don't distinguish N and L. Mm. So I didn't realize there's a difference until I was in school and started with the phonetic system pinyin, and I know that there was a difference. So just an example mm-hmm. yeah. regarding dialect. Um, I'll say maybe 80% of the family at home, they speak their own sort of dialect or with their own accent. Um, not a lot of people grew up only um, speaking a standardized Mandarin. So how different, so if you were to speak your dialect to Christina, and you have kind of very standard Mandarin, correct? Yeah, I will. I would like to think so. Okay. <laughs> it's just a matter where you grew up. If you speak the dialect from your area, can she understand you? 40%? If I, I'm oh, really slow and yeah. don't use any slang and just make it like standardized. Right. Yeah. The difference is between, um, you're from Sichuan, right? Mm-hmm. Between her dialect and the the Putonghua, the standardized, uh, the Mandarin language, the differences between these two are not that significant. So if they speak slower, we will be able to understand. So but maybe for, it's for like Cantonese, somebody, we won't be. maybe somebody like from Scotland or something, for an American. Maybe. So if they speak slowly, but if they're mm-hmm. in a very heavy Scottish accent, you, I can't you, understand. You could compare in that way, you could, yeah. in a certain way. I yeah. see. And I see. Um, those... And the Scottish English speaker has to speak with a musical tone system. It's almost like that. I'm just giving you an example. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Um, So are there dialects? So I imagine in some places, some of them are are more different than this 40%. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, And then the last question... Is about the tenses. So I've heard that you deal with tenses very differently, uh, especially just basic past, present, and future. So can you talk a little bit about how you distinguish time frames uh, in the language? So we don't conjugate words. Um, we don't conjugate verbs. We don't conjugate noun. Um, th- not only we don't have tenses, we also don't have plural or um, any other forms. Mm-hmm. For tenses, um, we use particles to indicate if this action has been completed or uh, just started. Is a pending status or a completed status. So we use status to, to um, communicate about the timeline. So yeah. what's a, what's a particle? Is it like just a small sound kind of thing? Um, so most most common particles about standards or tense are considered um we have three maybe love which means this action has been completed we have guo which means you have you have this experience um you can relate this one with the perfect tense we also have um the word or particle um Hui, which means will be going to. So And do you tack it on to every particle is tacked onto the verb? 
Yes. Or just in the sentence? Either before or after the verb. Okay, so you can do both. You can do both. Um, depends on the different... Not both, either, right? You can, do, you can do either. Um, also, sometimes we use the particle le, um, the completed action particle, maybe at the end of the sentence. Um, so the, the position of those particle words will make the meaning really different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, structure-wise, we really emphasize the time marker. So we always throw the time marker at the very beginning of the sentence. Mm -hmm. So I start the sentence like, yesterday I went to the supermarket. So, so you prepare people in advance. Right. right. So they don't miss the key information. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, to us, we when we learn English, we actually don't see the point of conjugating verbs because... Well, when I learn English, up. I don't see the point of conjugating them either. <laughs> okay. but. So, um, give you an example. We will say, uh, yesterday, I call you, you, no answer. To us, it's very clear what happened, right? Um, so It was very clear in English, too. Right? Yeah. So, maybe, maybe we should... Like, it's a more ad advanced yes. <laughs> language. So, okay. So that was for my major questions. The last thing I'd like you to share is uh, an interesting saying, proverb, or phrase. Um, one of your favorites that doesn't translate well into English, but but you but you like or connotes um, something interesting in Chinese. Okay, I'm gonna start with an idiom. Um, so. A lot of Chinese idioms are very, like, you can see a picture and visually have a connotation meaning, which you have to think, like, twice about it. So this one is called 学海无涯, which means the sea of the knowledge or sea of the learning process has, lo has no limit, has no edge. So which means you have to keep going, like, so which means you have to keep learning and um, equip yourself with the most um, updated information. Okay. Which we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> Christina? For me, uh, let me pick um, three people walking together. One must be in certain area, must be able to be my teacher. Um, so this expression um, is trying to educate people um, no matter how knowledgeable you are in your own area, um, some other people might know something more than you in some other area. So just this is, could you be um, being more humble? Yeah, this is from <laughs> Confucius as yeah. well. And this is what we do today, too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Language Matters. Um, to our listeners, uh, you can continue the conversation by tweeting us at Diplomatic LS, or you can find us on Facebook by searching for Diplomatic Language Services. Thank you, and... Thank you. <laughs>